when you hear the word stability or maybe grounding, if it's the same, what comes to mind? Calming, peaceful, relaxed, healthy. It's um, a way to stay injury free. It's the opposite of being with your head in the clouds. There's some, there's some connotations, associations. And when it's too much stability or too much grounding? Uh, then you get uh, lazy, fat, uh, inflexible, um, slow, um, yeah, stuff like that. There is a there is a phrase that I've heard more than anywhere. I heard it in yoga communities, and it's root to rise so rooting you could say would be grounding finding your stability uh, having a sound base or starting point so that you from that grounding or from that root if you use that word have the capacity to rise and the rising would be the expansion the exploring the growing be it personal growth or physical growth in terms of expanding your, you know, your body towards something, uh, finding length, finding room, finding space. But unless you're grounded, you don't have anything to grow from. So you become rootless. Yeah. And if I translate that to, to the world of uh, you know, strength training in the gym, if I do a squat without preparing for it, it might be slightly too unbalanced and perhaps actually I would be doing it with the wrong technique, which could mean that I, over time, or actually immediately would get injured. And what I do, if I think, when I think about it, I should say, when I think about grounding myself first before I do a good squat, then um, you have a lot less of those risks. So, and what that means for me is, feeling my feet on the ground, feeling my toes, um, taking a couple of breaths and really connecting with my breath. Mm. Um, and then really being mindful and present with the total movement of the squat. And I think it makes a huge difference. So there's that same, I think, sort of crowning first before expanding, right? Mm. Because a squat is going from, an, from the, the down, Point in a squat when you're all crunched up into going up, especially if you're carrying a barbell, that would be an expansion of the body. Mm. Yeah. So it, it is crowning and stability and the need for that in in this case, what we're talking about here is purely the physical, I would say. The, in the physical body, it's extremely important to do that. Yeah. From strength training, I would call it the physical body only. In in yoga, I think it pretty immediately goes to all the other layers. Mm -hmm. So the emotional and the, let's call it the spiritual layer, and lacking other, other words, but this sort of finding the meaning of the why this, uh, why this practice, why this particular posture. So 
finding stability somewhere or finding your inner core or your um what's the word in the um yeah i suppose inner core you know the middle of the circle before you can expand from this you always know your point of navigation i guess your center mm -hmm. you yeah. always know where to come back to so you can mm -hmm. leave it but then you know how to come back to it's almost like breathing from that point and now it sounds a little bit fluffy but why why did this become you know on top of my mind i mentioned it to you i think a couple of days ago maybe it was yesterday even i think i can see how this works in life as well so you go out there you're an adventure or you have an experience we have talked about that in previous podcasts and at some point you return to the mothership whatever that mothership is and it's different i guess depending oh it can be different i'm sure um so i was more thinking about okay what is it for me and I have a very strong point of navigation from, from my city apartment. Mm. Uh, and that's what we talked about the other day. So being out and then coming back and doing grounding or let's call it stability exercises of the home world, which to me is like you do laundry, you do, you potter around in your apartment, you do admin, um, you catch up with the mundane, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Totally uh, recognize that. Yeah. And then there's also something about grounding, grounding food. We talked about comfort food. We just mentioned it when we had dinner the other night. Mm. And I think if you ask a question to people, I remember having this conversation actually in the UK, because I think there's a culture, culture difference here. If I ask somebody in the UK, you know, what's your comfort food? What does your mom make you when you come home and you need to be looked after? What is the meal you get? Mm because that's probably taking you back to childhood. So I think that's different if you're in Spain or if you're in Sweden. Mm. So some of my comfort food uh, is probably like um, spaghetti bolognese. Mm. Which seems right, but that, that is grounding food, right? Especially with pasta and salty food is generally considered very grounding. All right. I probably didn't think warm food is grounding mm. as opposed to salads. And so... Yeah, so I do recognize that the need to be with maybe it's even mundane experiences that give us grounding uh, and 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 sort of stable comfort food that give us grounding. Yeah, and we generally feel. I think we do feel more of a craving for that type of food when we need a bit more grounding in our life. So, for example when we've had a very busy day with some stuff going on at work and some issues that need to be resolved and you see, you know, you're a little bit flustered, a little bit stressed and find yourself being drawn to that crowning experience or the crowning food. Then there's this other school. If we continue down the line of uh, alternative philosophies, you have the whole Ayurveda philosophy, the sort of Indian way of looking at life and looking at the elements, so looking at water, air, fire, earth, uh, ether. And if you have too too much, the, very simple, simply put, if you have too much or are imbalanced in your elements, so you have a, the idea is that you have a predisposition for some elements more than others, depending on your body type and your personality. But you can even, even so, you can be, imbalance so you get too much of let's say fire or you get too much in this case of 
ether or air and balance that out. You can ground yourself with, for example, food. So, for example, coming to mind, hot food is a grounding mm. addition that you can add to become closer to Earth if you're very much up in the air. Yeah. It's actually, um, it reminds me of a, a comment a client of my mate who he lives part-time in Korea and part-time in Sweden. And, and he told me that he was so, uh, coming back from a long trip to Korea, coming back here in, in Sweden, the sense that... Um, that food is very cold here compared to is it Korea, most food you eat is warm, which is a lot more grounding, right? So is are some cultures more grounded or are they better at grounding than other cultures? Because if you I mean I consider food in Stockholm always primarily my first word that comes to mind is healthy, delicious and healthy. But yeah, when he said it's primarily cold, you're right. Meals are often cold here much more than, for example, in Southern Europe or in Asia. So, yeah. Um, so do sweets need more hot food to ground, for example? Another thing that came up when you were talking earlier is the, the idea of, in the moment, being able to find your center. I think the word center is actually really relevant here. So if you, this, this only takes a couple of minutes, but you sit somewhere and you sort of, you you move slightly from left to right and from front to back. And then you find a place where you feel this is the center. And then from that place, you take a few breaths. I find that extremely useful if I'm in between meetings, for example, to just take that couple of minutes to find my center and then a minute or so to breathe into that center, to take a couple of mindful breaths. And I feel that is a very crowning experience, a stabilizing experience too. Sounds like stabilizing in so many different layers. Exactly. Finding it physically and then your mental focus goes to that point, which is your mental mindfulness practice. And I am guess the breathing would regulate your nervous system and your emotions. So you sort of clear or neutralize yeah, your exactly. nervous system. So you end up with a nice balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system maybe yeah and there's a spiritual center as well right which is somewhere in the body physical uh, in the physical body there's a spiritual center which we can breathe into and there's something about finding that comfort in that place i think so yeah it, it, it ticks a lot of boxes uh, this mm. stability or crowning or centering exercise maybe centering is probably the best term for this exercise but it leads mm. to grounding and stability now like you said, if you have too much grounding, perhaps that this is maybe not actually necessary. Or if you're already so much, in other words, in the parasympathetic nervous system, if you're already super calm and and grounded. Well, if you're completely there, you probably fall asleep, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much is happening. Then I think maybe there's, I mean, there's another type of exercise, which I wouldn't call grounding, but it's sort of shaking up. Imagine one of those... Um, toys, you shake a, a little glass container and it has snow, snowflings. Mm. So you shake it mm. so that it starts moving and the snow starts dropping yeah. to the ground. Yeah. So if you think about the body in a similar way, shaking up the cells, it would be a shaking exercise, which is also common practice in some yeah. um, in some settings. Yeah. But that's I wouldn't call that grounding. I would call that perhaps, uh, you know, I don't know, yeah. 
energetic exercise. But the idea of um, stability of finding your center or your point of navigation, another another thing that comes to mind to me is um, having your values as the compass and coming back to are they are they still true? So maybe you think you know what they are, but how do you know they're still relevant? So you go back and sort of check in and see if what you used to be or what you used to have as your compass is that actually still a relevant compass. So, and that requires a little bit more of reflection, I believe, mm. to mm. get there, which is, a, you know, we talked about values as well in a different episode, but to do that from time to time and you see, am I still, am I still using the right compass? And then the map of the world, of course, changes. So mm. looking at it from my compass and then I have the map of the world. So how, how do those two fit together? Yeah, I find that a very useful thing to do once or twice a year to basically look at, okay, what do I believe in? What are my values? Has anything changed over time? What might that be about? What's changed in the world? You know, those, those type of things. Yeah, and we, as, as you say, we have talked about that in other podcast episodes quite a bit. Some of the symptoms that perhaps the compass is out <coughs> or outdated yeah. is if you have emotional reactions, mm. especially negative emotions. Mm. If you have more of those, so let's say the small tendency would be feeling of frustration, impatience, feeling a bit down. I would say those could be symptoms of your center being off. You actually, you're navigating from the wrong place. Either you haven't found your center or you're not in your center or your compass, your values are sort of outdated and you need to recalibrate. Yeah. So for me, there's another thing around stability, which is a bit bigger than something you can do in a, in a moment or in a, in a day. And that's about having, having your physical and mental well-being in order by just looking after the basics. So regularity of sleep, eating the right food, being, you know, don't over drink, if you like, don't drink too much alcohol, those type of, you know, basic things, exercising, whatever, find your sort of, healthy way of exercising, which is probably quite individual, quite personal to people, and do that regularly, sustainably. We find that sort of personal well-being that makes us feel that we can, you know, deal with the challenges that the world throws us at, at us. Um, that requires a, you know, a, a good grounding in, in uh, knowing what is good for me and doing it at a regular basis. So either through routines or through yeah, whatever it might be. I often, one of the first questions I would ask when I meet a client is how is well-being? And they know what I mean by that answer, by that question. So that would go into, you know, nutrition, exercise, sleep, things like that. So basically the foundation of well-being, because well-being is much, much more than than that, I yeah, would say. Yeah, but exactly. that's what they would take up as a first, because yeah. the next well-being would be how are your relationships? Yeah. How exactly. is your uh, connection to your bigger purpose? Yeah. Are you feeling meaning? Is it meaningful yeah. your life at and the moment? And this is the foundational stuff. Mm. So having your shit in order mm. before we start to address those bigger questions, mm. it's just basically the basics. How is your sleep? You know, how many times a week do you wake up in the middle of the night? And okay, well, if that's 
more than once or twice a week, maybe we should look at that because get that sorted before you go. And that's, uh, I think, a, a really important part in grounding and stability is to have a sustainable uh, way of looking after yourself at a fundamental level. And then the expansion would be taken to the next, you know, the rising, thinking about what that is. To me, that is following curiosity to new places. So be it learning new things, having uh, novel experiences, um, meeting unexpected people, perhaps, uh, being in new settings or similar settings that you've been in before, but you come with a different attitude or intention. There's so many sources of inspiration. But if you're constantly out searching for them without being connected to your core, maybe they become meaningless. Mm. Or you become, you're looking for something without actually knowing what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Good. So any parting thoughts or ideas what people might be able to do with this? Root to rise. Yeah. Find your root and then rise from there. Now, what to do? Some pragmatic... Yeah, um, exactly. Practical. Uh, I mean, I, I find the simple questions probably the most intriguing here. So I would come back to what would you do if you if you need comfort what is it that you do what is your comfort zone and i don't i'm not looking now for oh i would watch telly and hide behind a, a blanket that's not what i'm after but rather if you're sort of restoring if you want to come back to core what are your some of your go-tos hmm. and then challenge yourself if, if they're still right for you so it could be around the food around the exercise or around the person you call hmm. just to take a few hmm. um I think the second part is values. When was the last time you looked at values? What are the truly most important beliefs or values that you have right now? And how do they come across mm. in your life? And then the third part is take that curiosity. So the rising part. What are you exploring right now? What's giving you that little extra mm. glitter or joie de vivre mm. uh, at the moment? Yeah. And I would add one, and that's a very practical one, which is at some point during your day, find a chair, either sit on a cushion, uh, cross-legged, but if you feel that you're in an office or whatever, put your feet on the ground, sit, sit on a chair, put your feet on the ground firmly and do what I described earlier. So find your center by just swaying a little bit left to right, front to back. And then at some point you'll find a place where you say, yeah, this feels like I'm completely straight. My head is above my shoulders, my shoulders above, above my, my belly and so on. And then you just stay there and breathe, take three long breaths, three long breaths in and out and start to feel what that is like.